It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins are heading to Philadelphia for a massive Sunday night football clash with the Philadelphia Eagles. And we are looking at our keys to victory here today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to tip our cap to the everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis because it is your team every day. We don't just say we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. We have spent the last two days checking the tape of the Philadelphia Eagles and kind of exploring what the task is at hand for the Miami Dolphins. And I have my handy-dandy notebook with a lot of bullet points for things that need to be done, the to-do list. If Miami is going to get out of the city of brotherly love with a victory on Sunday Night Football to move their record on this season to 6-1. and one. It's a tall task, to be very honest. And we'll do a prediction at the end of the show as far as what we think is actually going to happen for the actual outcome. We did not do that on Crossover Thursday yesterday. Going to start on the defense side of the ball because I think the Philadelphia Eagles offense presents uh, the level of challenges that I'm more anxious about is probably the best way to put it. The Eagles have a lot of good stuff going for them. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a super physically gifted quarterback. A.J. Brown is a absolute rock star at the catch point. Uh, Devontae Smith is not somebody you can have a lot of success if you choose to press him. Uh, the Eagles may not have the most fluid scheme right now. It feels like they're still finding their way after losing their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, but they are uh, one of the most uh, liberally aggressive teams in football, and you don't have to go any further than the uh, first possession of the game against the New York Jets. Eagles scored a touchdown on the drive, but they get down to the three-yard line. They had a fourth and three and chose to run QB sneak with, not QB sneak, QB draw with Jalen Hurts. Uh, and this was when Lane Johnson was still in the game. They ended up getting tackled short of the yard of the, of the goal line, but Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball into the end zone. It was recovered for a touchdown. So I think that's kind of the, when you give yourself extra downs, the way that Philly does with consistency, there's all the talk about the tush push, which the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it. I really don't care. Uh, it's a rugby style QB sneak and it's highly effective and it works and credit to them. So you need to know going in to be, you need to be prepared to play four downs on defense uh, because if it's on the plus side of the field and it's less than five yards, they're probably going to go for it. And they've had success on fourth down. 
this season. Miami really is one of the other very liberally aggressive fourth down teams. They have not had success thus far this season. They had a lot of success last year on fourth down. They haven't had those successes this year on fourth down just yet. But uh, as far as the defensive notes that I have for Jalen Hurts, stopping and defending Jalen Hurts, one of the primary objectives that I would have if I was the Dolphins' defense this week is I would be trying to force him to roll left. Uh, he had a rep early against the Jets where he's flushed outside the pocket, and he literally had he's stiff-arming a defender with his left arm and is rolling to his right. And this defender not only is grabbing his arm while they are on a dead sprint towards the sideline, rolling to Hertz's right, he's actually got his hand up in the collar of Hertz's pads, and he's trying to pull him to the ground. And Hertz, with a body hanging off of him while he's stiff-arming him, throws a perfectly placed ball just beyond the sticks to A.J. Brown for a conversion for a fresh set of downs. And it was really the embodiment of Hertz. He can do a lot of damage with his legs, right? He can do a lot of damage as a runner. He's plus one in the run game. Creates the math problem. Um, but ultimately, Jalen Hurts, uh, as a thrower, is just as dangerous with his legs, too. So trying to mitigate that by forcing him to go away from his throwing side, I think is something the Dolphins should aspire to do. Now, what is interesting is Lane Johnson has suffered the ankle sprain, and it sounds like he's going to play. He practiced on a limited basis on Thursday, and he's one of the toughest dudes in the NFL, period. He's probably going to play. I would try some things to test him. I would try Bradley Chubb on that side to test him with power. I would try Andrew Van Giggle slash Jalen Phillips on that side. And I, like, I would be probing for blood in the water with Lane Johnson's going to play through an injury, but is he 100%? Uh, because Jack Driscoll really was one of the contributing factors to the Jets getting the turnovers that they needed and, and enough negative plays against the Eagles offensively uh, to get them off schedule and help the Jets win the football game last week. So I'm looking at Lane Johnson and I'm saying, okay, maybe maybe this is a matter of I take Bradley Chubb, who usually rushes to the left tackle. Can I try him on the right-hand side this week? Is he comfortable enough doing that? If he is, can I create push and collapse the pocket? with Lane Johnson playing through an ankle injury where he might be not, might not be 100%. Because if you can create the push that way, then you might be more prone to get Hurts to go the other way when he leaves the pocket. And there were times where Jalen Hurts felt penetration and he was overly eager to get outside the pocket and extend plays. When the Eagles offense is in structure, there's two things that I took note of in the passing game. There were a lot of plays. Uh, that were designed touches to specific targets. And that's not a bad thing. It's not meant to be derogatory towards the, the structure or the infrastructure of the offense. They put Devontae Smith in the backfield to try to match him up against the linebacker on a choice route. You see him in the backfield. He's probably back there for a reason. The Eagles came out in 12 personnel and motioned the other tight end out to the same side as Dallas Goddard. And they ran a tight end screen to Dallas Goddard to try to get another big body out in front of him to set up the screen pass. You know, they, they, they look to get go out of their way to get the ball into their skill those their playmakers' hands. So you have to be cognizant of that. And we talked about it throughout the course of the last two days. The offense really runs through four guys. It's DeAndre Swift, it's Dallas Goddard, it's Devontae Smith, and it's AJ Brown. But those players all on the field simultaneously, they're good enough that Dolphins fans, I want you to calibrate your expectations. The Eagles are going to move the football. 
a lot of some of the defense the last few weeks around Vic Fangio's defensive scheme has been, well, it's bend, don't break. This is a bend, don't break matchup. This is the matchup where you are aspiring to force them to kick field goals in the red zone more than once. Because if they have eight possessions, hypothetically, and they score on five of them, can you force two field goals in the red zone? Because if you do, that's 27 points. It's under 30. I think it is going to be that kind of game. I think it is going to be a, a lot of points. I don't think either team, unless there's an overwhelming wash of early turnovers that gets the game off script one way or the other, it, it's probably going to feel early like the Buffalo game did. And Dolphins fans might not like hearing that because of how the Buffalo game ended and how that script snowballed on the Dolphins as the game went on. I'll have offensive notes next. Uh, other notes that I have here on the, uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles offense, the last thing that I have actually is this is a very vertical-oriented offense, at least in the game tape that I watched. But what I thought was interesting is Jalen Hurts, on a number of occasions, he would get to the top of his drop, and if you drop with depth in coverage, he would, on schedule, at the top of his drop, immediately take the check down and take the profit. I look at that in this matchup, I think that's probably a win. So I would be playing some coverage, and, and the Vikings had success mixing and intermixing uh, pressure looks and pressure packages with drop eight against Jalen Hurts. And when he had to, to diagnose against drop eight, he really struggled. So I would look at times to throw a lot of bodies in coverage and take the depth and force him, whether that's four over four under quarters or whether that is three over five under drop eight uh, cover three, I would be looking at times to try to flood the throwing windows and force Hertz to take the profits and then rally to the football and tackle. And if you do that, then this game and the success of it defensively for you comes down to you have to execute and tackle. And when the Dolphins have not had success against the Chargers in the run game and against the Bills in the passing game, it's because they didn't tackle. But I think that formula gives you an opportunity to go into the game and say, okay, if we do this and then we execute this part of playing defense, we're going to give ourselves a chance to win the football game. I'm not going to take low-hanging fruit and say force two turnovers. Of course, force two turnovers. But I don't have a, I don't have a, a strategy to create turnovers. Attack the ball and hurts his hand. Beat the receivers to the ball. There's some tangible thing the Dolphins can do to put themselves in position to get those opportunities. And that's what I found when I went through the Eagle State. Now, we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important for you and your family to be prepared. It's why you should consider Jace Medicals, the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You can get ongoing care from their physicians for any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, Doctor recommended. Jace Medical now offers customization with your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That is jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com, and enter promo code locked on at checkout for $20 discount off of your order. 
this NFL season is well in the weeds, and it's still the perfect time for you to snap into action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet with FanDuel. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off this NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So offensively for the Dolphins, uh, we alluded to in the last segment that this game may early on have a feel to it that is quite similar to the Buffalo game. And of course, that was five possessions to open the game, five touchdowns. Buffalo had three, Miami had two. And then things kind of snowballed on you and the environment got the better of you. The number one thing that I have now, and it is a, curt, a question that I feel that a lot of this week, and I don't have any answers for you, but I rest assured, I can guarantee you, they've talked about it and they certainly have something they're going to try. The Dolphins offensively cannot allow a raucous road environment to impact their timing as severely as it did against the Bills in week four. So whether that's hand signals, whether that is a tap cadence from the guard, whatever it may be, the Dolphins have to have some kind of nonverbal timing triggers that allow the motions of this offense to be synchronized in a way that capitalizes on what this Dolphins offense does so well. You cannot afford to go into this game and say, well, we're just not going to do the motions. We're just not going to do the shifts. Can't happen. It cannot happen. So what can you do differently from your pre-snap procedure to get it done? I don't have the answer. But I'm sure they have something. And it's Sunday night football, prime time. Philadelphia fans have the reputation that they do, not for no reason. It, the play's going to be bumping. I'm very excited. I'm going to be there myself. The place is going to be bumping. What can you do differently? We'll get that answer pretty quick, and we'll get a feel for it. But they they can't roll in there with status quo and expect it to work well because of what status quo looked like the last time you went into an environment like this. And it's good practice because guess what? Y'all are going to have to go to the playoffs if you this team's going to go where you want to go, and you're you're going to have to play in a raucous environment at somewhere. Unless you get home field advantage, in which we do, I'm going to be one insufferable podcast to listen to if you're not a Dolphins fan. So consider that to be, to, be, to be your warning for everyone. But I look at the Eagles' personnel. Obviously, there's a talent uh, that few teams can match up front. Between the pass rushers on the outside, the stout bodies on the interior, the Eagles are a tough assignment for any offensive lineman, offensive line unit in the game to take on head-to-head. Is Connor Williams going to play? Is he not going to play? I don't know. Limited participant. He practiced for the first time in two weeks. Great. Great. But whether or not he plays, I still think there's a couple of things that the Dolphins need to make sure that they are committed to. And the top of that list is they need to stay balanced offensively. Now, if you end up seeing that there's an absolute liability out there and it's blood in the water and you can just take it, then go ahead and just take it, Mike McDaniel. But... Generally speaking, I would expect this to be a game that 
you got away from the run game against Buffalo and the tempo of the team of the game accelerated, not in your favor. You can't afford to have that happen either. So I would be looking personally for the Dolphins to continue to run the football at a little bit of a higher clip uh, than some of their more potent passing game outputs of the season. I would want to run the ball to the perimeter. I would want to bank on that misdirection. They've they've really been in their bag the last three three weeks or so in that regard as far as uh, telling lies with where the ball is going and all of the different exchanges of numbers on either side of the center before and after the snap. That's going to be critical, and I think that's why their, their procedures for shifts and motions is going to be so important because this Eagles defense – you look at the linebackers. You look at the safeties. There's probably going to be a rookie safety back there in Sidney Brown. Uh, you have linebackers in Zach Cunningham, um, who over the course of the last few years has not had a lot of great success keying and diagnosing against the run. And then you have the speed element that the, the wide receivers can bring to the table. So, so long as you're balanced, I think you're going to put yourself in a really good position to – Test the discipline of the second level. And if you run outside, you're not tempting fate for having to create vertical displacement in the run game. Now, if the Eagles come out in a certain you know, defensive structure or whatever that's going to dictate that you got to run power concepts because you have angles and they, they are explicitly dedicated to taking away the outside run, then you can counter accordingly. But that would be my plan going in. Like whether it's Nicholas Moreau or, or Nicobe Dean and Nicobe Dean's super high football IQ player, but even like his range is not great. His range is good because he anticipates and he diagnoses well. But if it's Nicholas Moreau and it's Zach Cunningham back there on the second level, misdirection these guys to death. Force these safeties to come from depth. Force these corners like Bradley Roby's banged up. Reed Blankenship's banged up. Darius Slay's banged up. Sidney Brown's apparently coming back. They just signed Josiah Scott to, to give them another body potentially in the nickel. The back seven for Philly is a problem. So do the things that you've showcased, you have the ability to do to mitigate the potential advantage that they have up front. And if you do that, I think you're going to get grass on the back end, but you have to stay balanced. That's how I would look at it. I would also probably limit the play action passing early. Uh, I would want to be very timing oriented early and kind of you play that cat and mouse game and discourage the pass rush a little bit by consistently getting the ball out so quickly. That's probably the game that I would play early. And then if you have success running the football and you do uh, stay on schedule with your, your passing game, and the ball is out in exit or, or underneath of that 2.5 second threshold with consistency early in the game. As that game wears on, you want to take a few big plays or take a few shot plays or really dial up some play action passes to create some chunk gains. Then you can do it. That would be my strategy offensively. Now we're going to talk uh, prediction for this game. We're also going to talk about uh, the league Big picture wise, where the Dolphins stand in this contest versus everyone else that is next here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. So stick with us. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. 
Because it's you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other people, including pros and sharps. No, you just pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll in. If you go up to that six stat projections and you correctly hit the more or less, you are talking about winning 25 times your money this football season with prize picks. Uh, they have a lot of great offers for you, including weekly promotions that promote big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. Lastly, um, a lot of good football on this weekend. And whether you're going to a tailgate, getting ready for Eagles Dolphins, or you're going to be at home, or you're going to a college game, or you're going to sit your butt on the couch and just soak in all the glory of 48 hours of all the football you could possibly consume, kindly consider DoorDash. You can order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing any of the game. So you can get prepared before game day if you need to. If it's halftime, that's your cue to order if you have spontaneous cravings. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. That is subject to change. Terms do apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. So download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKEDON23, subject to change, and terms do apply. So big picture-wise across the the league, um, Jacksonville won against the Saints last night. That pushed Jaguars' record to uh, four and one on the five and one five and two on the season. They're four and zero oh in their last four games, including a win over the Bills. The best thing that I can tell you is that the Bills are going to face the Patriots this week. So either New England is going to be one and six, or the Bills are going to lose a football game. It's a good place to be either way. Now, Miami obviously has their own massive test against Philadelphia on Sunday night. There's going to be a lot of action that is done beforehand. Uh, the biggest domino league-wide that will fall besides an interdivision game between the Bills and the Jet or the Bills and the Patriots, the Jets are on a bye. And Miami's game is there's a game between Detroit and Baltimore at one o'clock on Sunday. That is a game that you as a Dolphins fan should absolutely be dialed into because this AFC North division, you have three teams right now with two losses. Now, two of them have had a bye, but you have Baltimore at four and two. You have Pittsburgh at three and two. You have Cleveland at three and two, and the Browns just beat the 49ers without their starting quarterback. Now, the 49ers incurred a bunch of injuries. It was a West Coast team that came East, so you understand why it, it, it contributed the way that it did and, and how the game ended the way that it did, and San Francisco ultimately had a – Field goal, rookie field goal kicker, miss a 41-yard field goal that would have won the game at the end of regulation anyway. But the league landscape, right now, the cutoff is two losses. There are seven teams in this conference with two losses or less, and they are all currently sitting in playoff spots. But to further open your eyes on, on just how competitive this division is, or this conference is, the team that's in 12th place in the conference is three and three. That's the Bengals right now. The Chargers at two and three are 13th. So the 13th place team 
has three losses. The seventh place team has two losses. Miami is one of two teams in the conference with one loss. The other one being the Chiefs. The Chiefs host the Chargers. That's a big game for the fact that if the Chargers could win, obviously that from a big picture perspective uh, keeps Miami in position to uh, have their own advantages uh, in a race for a hypothetical one seed, right? And that's obviously way down the road. It's a couple months from now. But Miami plays the Chiefs and they play the Bills which are the two teams that you would most assume are going to be barking up their tree at the end of the year. Jacksonville having two losses uh, at five and two is a team that uh, is probably going to be a 12, 13 win team when it's all said and done. Uh, so there, if, if you were rooting for ultimate dolphins chaos, then the saints winning that game and the AFC team losing would have been a preferable outcome. It is what it is. Um, but this dolphins game itself, that's why we're here, right? Dolphins at five and one, playing the Eagles, who are also five and one. Full transparency. When I picked the game, when the schedule first came out, and when I picked the game at the start of the regular season, I picked the Eagles to win this football game. And one of the things that Dolphins fans, some Dolphins fans took exception with with that was saying, you know, Kyle, you picked the Dolphins to go 11 and six. And they won every game that they quote-unquote should have and lost all of the games that were competitive against good teams. So that tells us you don't think the Dolphins are a good team. I do think the Dolphins are a good team. I look at this opportunity as the leave-no-doubt opportunity to declare that to the world. Uh, they, of course, had that opportunity in Week 4 against a divisional opponent. It didn't go well. But I think one point that... Uh, Joe Marino, my co-host on Lockdown NFL Scouting made that I thought was very interesting was the teams that Miami has put up the least amount of points on this season between what they did against New England and what they did against Buffalo, 24 and 20 points respectively, are the teams that know the Dolphins because they have to play them twice a year. The Eagles are a very unfamiliar opponent. And I do think this offensive scheme for Miami is kind of unique. It's not easily replicated. Now, the Eagles had success uh, staving off the 49ers, um, but the 49ers, of course, were on their third and fourth string quarterbacks throughout the course of that game in the playoffs last year. I think I'm going to pick Miami to win this game in the here and now because, look, like I, I host Locked on Dolphins. Of course I'm going to pick them to win the game if I think it's close, and I do think it's close. If you told me that Miami won 31-27, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that the game didn't go Miami's way early and they lost 31 21. I also would not be surprised, but I think 31 27 Miami is going to be my formal prediction for the game. I look at Philadelphia. I acknowledge how talented they are. They're going to move the ball. I need you to get comfortable with the fact that the, the Eagles are probably going to have 425 plus yards offense. They're going to get in the end zone a few times. A.J. Brown is going to have a few back-breaking third-down conversions. Jalen Hurts is going to have a few third-and-short and fourth-and-short conversions with his legs. That's the team. It's a 12-round fight. But pace yourself for a 12-round fight. Learn the lessons that you, you, you have suffered hard knocks from in Week 4, and I think you'll be in a position to win this football game at the end because I do think Philadelphia's weaknesses are something that you can really amplify, accentuate, and take advantage of. 
Dolphins 31 27. That's my final schedule or final game prediction for Sunday night football. Dolphins at Eagles. We'll see how it goes. I will be here to talk to you all after the game. Looking forward to getting everybody caught up. Here's to a healthy weekend for the Dolphins. Obviously, some big names getting ready to start coming back for Miami. So we're all very excited about that. Uh, but they t- the group they got is kind of the group they got to go to war with uh, on this Sunday against Philadelphia. And let's see what the Dolphins have cooked up. But that's my two cents, what I would do, what I would look for going into this game. Hope you guys enjoyed. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. I'll be back to talk to you all again in the post game after Dolphins Eagles on Sunday night. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.